0: Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Nikhya Anani. I am a legacy planning expert. Essentially, I take business owners, help them take their businesses from lifetime businesses to legacy businesses. And uh, my expertise is really inspired by my inside journey as a business owner myself. I'm a second generation business owner. Um, My family enterprise is based in Lagos in Nigeria, all the way in Africa. And yeah, back in Nigeria, a lot of the businesses struggle to outlive the founders. Um, only 2% will outlive the founders. And so a lot of my work was inspired by what I saw on the ground in Nigeria and how I saw the impact that businesses made not only on the families that owned them, but also on the communities that they served and the ecosystems that they created. And so Building legacy businesses is so important, not just for our generational wealth, our financial freedom, but also to empower communities.
0: I'm really excited to have this conversation because essentially this is like the number one thing that I hear so many people talking about wanting to (laughs) learn more about creating a legacy. Right. And so, you know, that's exactly where you come in is how do we create a legacy plan where you're able to be confident in knowing that everything that you're building all because when you're building a business, it's not easy. So,
1: no, it's not.
0: All the blood, sweat and tears and the many tears that you're putting in are going to outlive you and be able to continue to serve your family and community beyond your lifetime. And so, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's so many pieces to that puzzle, you know, being able to create a solid airtight plan. And I would really kind of wonder for you, you know, you mentioned about what makes you passionate about it because it's, it's your story to some extent, right? Like you are mm-hmm. a second generation owner um you know what would you say makes a change creator because someone who's a first generation business owner what's going to set them apart from someone else who you know they create a business and then it dies with them you know um because they haven't kind of embodied this change creator um mm-hmm. way of being
1: Yeah, know that's an excellent question because often what happens is the first generation builds a business and the second generation have to take over and often will have to not only ensure it transitions, but also it transforms. Um, Because it's really businesses that transform, that are future-focused, that are geared towards the business of the future, the economy of the future. Those are really those that would outlast. And so change creators have to have the four Cs. The first is conviction. And that's a deep sense of, knowing of purpose a deeper purpose not only of the business beyond just to make money to put food on the table um a deeper purpose the raison d'etre um, and so the purpose of the business the purpose of the individual and the purpose of the family um, one of my favorite quotes is by miles monroe and he says that where purpose is not known um, failure is inevitable Um, Sorry, abuse is inevitable. And quite often, this lack of alignment of purpose can really lead to a crippling of all that's been built over the years. And that's really having a learner's eye, being able to spot new opportunities, um, being able to unlearn, relearn and learn. And that's absolutely critical in this 21st century, Um, being able to suspend judgment, in situations and it really unlocks creativity and innovation another one is courage so not just the abilities to see opportunities but actually go after and implement and this really is a lot of mindset work Um, you know fear of the unknown is one that really stops a lot of us Um, fear of failure and so on so being able to be courageous is so key And the last, um, but not the least, and probably my favourite is collaboration. Um, We have to be able to rally along everyone around us um, into buying into our vision, into our mission, into our values, so that not only are we just coexisting, but we're truly co-creating. Because co-creation leads to the best quantity and quality of ideas, and this Intellectual diversity is critical in the world that we're living in right now. So you said in the
0: world we're living in right now, it's so important to be able to embody. If you you know seek to be a next gen business owner, uh, that you embody this way of being convicted, being curious, having courage, and collaborating sounds kind of like a formula, right, a recipe Mm -hmm. for your business being able to evolve and shift with the economy and with the market's needs, right, Um, Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't go out of style um, and so that it can adjust appropriately to to be able to continue to go on. I love that you mentioned conviction as the first one. I'm like, yes, yes, Uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, oftentimes, especially when speaking, you know, to women about business, I hear the word confidence come up so much, and you didn't say confidence as any of these three, four, forgive me, C, right? Um, Confidence isn't required when you know what the purpose is, when you can take a chance and be courageous, have have some curiosity in the process to suspend judgment um, and and play a little bit or, or or allow things to be malleable and be open to partnering and collaborating with other people. I think that conviction piece is huge because what happens is when people look at someone else that they deem quote unquote successful or not, mm-hmm. what they're seeing and perceiving as confidence is these four Cs. What they're Indeed. seeing is the- Product of the conviction and the courage and curiosity with collaboration, and they're just misperceiving or mislabeling, you know, um, the result of what someone has put in to get to where they want to be. So I absolutely love—not um, that confidence isn't good, not that confidence mm-hmm. isn't an added bonus—but I truly, really believe that confidence is kind of a byproduct. If we're looking at formulas, A plus B equals C, it's that these four Cs. Equal and will add up to confidence, um, as opposed to thinking that confidence is is on the left side of the equation. Indeed, and Indeed. needed in order to make progress. And I think that shift, like you mentioned, mindset is so key. I talk all about mindset. So you know everything that you're mentioning. I'm like, yes, yes, everybody, <laughs> you're taking notes because I am too. So um, <laughs> I love that you mentioned this. Now. It's really funny because in thinking of my own entrepreneurial career, I was like, "Oh, okay." I think I was, for a second, like mislabeling myself as a first generation business owner. And I mean, Mm. I am in my own business, but Uh we're thinking about it, right? If I think back, I'm like, "Wait, no." My dad was an entrepreneur. He had he had a business. My uncle hired me at some point. I was the one like answering the phone for him and doing you know little tasks or whatever. And so I'm like, "Wait, no." I actually come from a business line, family, yeah, of, of family, um, who are entrepreneurs and have been in business. I remember we were sitting around and someone was talking about how one of you know we call them judges, like grandmothers or matriarchs in the family, like you know the family was selling mattresses or something like that. So it's like it goes so far back, um, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's disconnected. And so you know how can we begin to connect those dots, which is this legacy planning to make it Indeed. easier. For Indeed. whoever comes after you to be able to step into whatever role, um, in order to take the baton and really run with it. So, you know, for you, like, what is it that's required to be an effective next gen leader? You know, if you mentioned the four C's, but is there anything in addition to that that you would say is important to know?
1: Oh, where do, where do we start? <laughs> um, I think to be a next gen leader, one has to have deep empathy and emotional proximity to your family members um so you said for instance that you worked with your father at some point and then you're now a first-gen entrepreneur i'm sure when you were working with your father um the level of autonomy you might have had might not be the same as what you enjoy today um perhaps you didn't feel um, permitted to be able to express your ideas fully um perhaps you felt stifled in, in in parts these are common struggles that second generation business owners typically struggle with and on the other side founders typically struggle with a fear of the of the inevitable which is dying but they don't necessarily vocalize that um and retirement um conversations about estate planning conversations about succession planning are all reminders of this very terrifying but inevitable event that will happen and so it's really important if we're seeking to build next generation businesses um, that we develop deep empathy for one another because the legacy the foundation of the legacy is not built on estate planning on tax planning wealth planning it's built on relational connections within the family And for us to be truly connected with one another, we have to understand the perspective of one another, the priorities, the preferences, and be able to speak in a language that each other would understand. And that's not to say that um, I will get my way 100% of the time, right? It just means that I'm able to be better connected at the head with my family and at the heart with my family so we can... um, we can be more effective in collective leadership and collaborative leadership.
0: I love that. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, this necessity to have deep empathy. And that requires a process of slowing down, I think, to some extent, because it's so easy to jump to conclusions. It's so easy to, you know, think about what we want or we need first. Um, And so I think it, it requires that we slow down to be able to take ourselves out of our own situation to put ourselves in someone else's position and and be able to see things from a different perspective. And what I say all the time is like if you can go to a 9 to 5 and yield at your 9 to 5 to your boss and your supervisor and the rules and regulations there and we can, you know, have this way of being able to be malleable at an organization that we don't even own that is not even, you know, like going to be <laughs> going to be a legacy in our family after we die. Like Why would Mm -hmm. we not be able to do that same thing within our family where, you know, hopefully we have even greater levels of respect and understanding and we have even higher levels of empathy knowing, you know, what it is someone did to get to where they are and how sensitive a topic it could be, I'm sure, especially when we're talking about, you know, the different generations that that communication needs to be handled delicately to some extent um and if it's challenging maybe you're supposed to get some outside support right like having someone like you come in to uh, facilitate the conversation in a way that's productive to be able to be able to put eyes on the situation that no one else can because they're in it so much that maybe they can't see you know um some of the cracks or some of the the concerns that might be necessary to cover and so i can only imagine you know um what that looks like, but definitely, you know, it makes complete sense. And I always say to people, like, if you want to build true generational wealth, like there are pieces that you can't pass up Mm -hmm. or miss, you know, and so it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, you got out of debt, that's great. You have a business or you've got some money, that's great. But this planning, the succession planning, the legacy planning, you know, making sure that everything is documented, making sure that we're talking about what everyone's wants and needs are, um, so that in the event of transitions, things are already laid out and actually made easier for someone because there's also mm-hmm. a grief process. So I'm a, I'm a counselor. Oh, yeah. I'm also thinking like, if we're talking about family business, if my father passes away and now, you know, the business is being passed down and transition, well, I'm also grieving in the process of still running a business Indeed. and how can we make it as easy as possible in that process to manage, you know, these different components. So I love that. I love that you mentioned that because yeah it's business and i think there's this heavy emphasis on business being so cutthroat and like you know mm-hmm. logistical and it's the numbers and all of that but there is this human side of it and maybe even more so in family business that we can't ignore you know so for you how would you say cuz you mentioned a business's ability to to transition and meet the market and the economy's needs how would you say a family business or someone who's next-gen in a family business can respond to, you know, handling a crisis appropriately?
1: Mm, mm. And there are many crises that we will have to handle, right, from the death of the founder, um, whether that's there's been a lot of planning or not. Like you said, it comes at the very least with grief, um, but at the very worst case with, Potentially the business going under. Um, And I've seen that happen before. A good friend of mine, she lost her father. Mm. And unfortunately, within six months, the business packed up because no one else in the family, there was no estate plan, there was no succession plan, Um, no one knew where the assets were. You know, he just, you know. And so once he passed away, it literally was grief, anxiety, fear, every all the worst possible emotions um, all wrapped up in one. Sorry, what was the question?
0: (laughs) How do we handle those? How does someone that's next-gen handle those? the internal crisis, like the transition and all the things that it comes with, but as also as the business evolves and has to move into a new season matching, you know, let's say post pandemic or whatever the case may be, um, the needs of the market and the economy. So I guess it's maybe a two question. Yeah,
1: no, it is. So there's three levels of um, spheres that one has to think about. So there's self-leadership, there's, you know, interpersonal, and then within the family, and then there's business, right? So at any given point in time, one has to manage oneself and become truly aware of what's going on with yourself. So what season are you going through? What emotions are you feeling? What could you potentially be suppressing? And to manage that um, is really becoming very mindful, uh, becoming very self-aware, potentially seeking a coach, a therapist, getting into community of um, not necessarily people in the same situations as you, but places where you can share the matters of your heart and process your emotions so that it's not, you're not um, dealing with deep wounds, that you're carrying trauma um, because trauma has, it leaves an indelible mark when undealt with, which obviously is is your line of work. So I won't harp on too much about this. Um, Another piece is dealing with relationships. So as we're transitioning from first gen to second gen, you have to be mindful of the fact that a business was led by one leader in the first generation, and now we're moving into potentially a collective or siblings leading. Whether they're not in the business or not is irrelevant. Um, So whether they're just... Passive shareholders is irrelevant, they're all leaders. And so we're going through a dispensation where we're moving from the I, the me, to the we. And that takes a lot of intentionality in developing that team formation. Um, So we're not just siblings, we're now moving to becoming partners. Mm -hmm. And so as partners, we need to start thinking about what's our shared purpose, what's our shared vision, what are our shared values. Um, and as teams, um, if we think of soccer or any sport, any team sports, ideally, we don't want any team member to hog the limelight, right? So it's it's a team game. Um, we don't want anyone to be sitting on the bench. Everyone chips in in some shape or form. And the person that has the ball, that is in possession of the ball, is doing so for the benefit of the entire team. So he or she is not doing it for his or her glory, but is trying to get score the greatest number of points for the entire team, for the benefit of the team. So I'm passing looking to pass the ball to it's the person that's closest to me that has the greatest opportunity to win. Um and so we need to move from a me thinking to a we thinking. So there's a lot that goes into that. And then on the business level, um the business, the family is typically growing exponentially, right? So Or the siblings may pair off and start creating their own next generation. And so the number of mouths to feed is increasing. Mm -hmm. Um, For the business to be able to cater to the family in an effective way, it has to outgrow the family, Mm -hmm. it has to not renew, reinvent. And also find new opportunities. And this might come in the form of seeking new products, Mm. seeking new markets, new investments, new joint ventures, innovating. So you can see that the generational transition from one to two involves so much change and transformation from transformation of self, transformation of relationships, the transformation of the actual business.
0: Ooh that's deep. Yeah, I think it's so important for these conversations definitely to have to be had Sooner rather than later, right? And so I was at a conference and they were saying, you know, even when you're starting the business, you should be starting the business with the end in mind. You know, it's kind of like I think Stephen Covey talks about as far as goal setting and just accomplishing things when you're starting the business. Now, someone who starts a business may not be thinking about um, all of this as soon as they begin it, but hopefully sooner rather than later, they're understanding, I mean, there's going to be some kind of exit. You know what I mean? Whether it is passing on, selling the business, you know, um, creating a board or whatever the case may be, and having an understanding of what that looks like. So as many conversations as possible can happen, you know, prior to the transition, because it alleviates so much pressure and a lot of questions that would otherwise come up and a lot of conflict that would otherwise come up if the conversations could be had beforehand. And it sounds like that's exactly, you know, the work that you do kind of where you found your area of impact. And before asking you this last question, I would love for you to share, you know, where people can stay connected to you and learn more about all of this information. they're like, I literally have (laughs) never heard about this topic before, but it sounds really important. (laughs) Or if they're like, okay, we're having conversations. Conversations, but I don't know if we're doing it right. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll you know, be able to, to learn more and stay connected with you.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. I um, have a number of resources um, on my website, www.nikeanani.com, first, first name, last name.com. On there, um, there are links to my social media, which I post very regularly on LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, specifically, I'm also a podcast host. So we explore conversations on all things legacy. And my podcast is called The Connected Generation with Nikia Anani. And it's available on Apple, Spotify, wherever people listen to podcasts, most of the yeah, Google Play, Amazon. And lastly, I'm working on a book at the moment, which will be launching in January. And it's called Lifetime to Legacy, a new vision for multi-generational family businesses. So if you'd like to keep be kept in the loop, just on my website, sign up for my uh, mailing list and you'll definitely hear all the juice when it's out so you can go out and get it. There's a lot to digest when it comes to legacy planning and it's important for us to educate ourselves and take your time to digest it all because there's many spheres. There's the behavioural aspect, there's the estate planning, there's the tax, there's the financial planning, there's the family dynamics. So. Um, there's a lot to that goes into it and i always encourage folks just educate yourself as much as possible we are in an age where we're we're so blessed with so much information and just make the most of it
0: yes i love it so everyone make sure to tap in go to her website get on the mailing list because that you want to be notified about you know this book coming out in january where else have you heard of a book like this that's going to help you to be able to fill in the gap as far as really building true generational wealth? Not just what's shiny and fancy for the moment in your lifetime, but really being able to set your family up. I say, I'm trying to be like, probably like the Rockefellers. There's going to be a nice little painting of my face 17 generations <laughs> from now. And they're like, that was our great, 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 you know, mom just sent, or whatever the case may be, um, that you have the opportunity to do that in, in your family when you do it intentionally, when you have the right strategies and the right support. So I'd highly suggest tapping in, making sure to follow all of her socials. And this last question really is like, what is your greatest wish for next gens? at large
1: for them to understand the power that they have um to not only you know rocket in the business sphere and make the cash but also to make a transformational change in the world um why i am so passionate about legacy is that i really believe that business owners that are able to enjoy a legacy of transformation leave the most transformational legacies right Mm. So, those that are able to adapt to the times and build future proof businesses, not only does that have an impact on their descendants, um their blood relatives, but it, it has a huge impact on communities and has a huge social impact so yeah that's that's my greatest wish is for for next geners to tap into that power and be truly intentional um about leaving um a transformational legacy
0: well you heard it here tap into your power it's already within you right now and it may just be that you you could use some support listen to the podcast listen to, um, you know, this episode again, if you need to, if you're like, wow, that was a lot to digest, then you might need to go back and listen again. That's okay. I was taking notes myself and I'm going to have to take it all in as well and make sure like, what might have I missed and what do I need to talk about? You know, Um, and I, we have a bonus kid, nine years old, and we do talk about business a little bit and she may, she may not even Mm -hmm. want to take on our business, but Mm -hmm. how is it that we, you know, set up those who are younger than us in any way, shape, and form to be able to step into their power and know that they can do whatever whatever it is they set their minds to. So it's been a, pr- a pleasure and a privilege to have you here today to talk mm. about this. Thank you for the work that you Thank do. You. Thank this you. This is really you creating a huge impact in the world. And it really just starts from a seed that you water that continues to be able to grow. So I just appreciate you and have to let you know that.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: All right, gems. We'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last... You can share the podcast with a friend, whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media. It helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.